intro to sequences. So sequences are these liturgical hymns that were written uh, for a whole variety of different feasts. And actually, it used to be that um, sequences were kind of spread throughout the year. Now, really, there are only a few major sequences that remain in the liturgy after the reforms um, from the Second Vatican Council. Uh, like one of them is during Easter, another one is during Pentecost, and uh, really the only one that made it that wasn't for a divine person was Our Lady of Sorrows, which is a really neat one. Um, so it kind of makes it unique, which is why we sing it today. And it's beautiful sequence. They always communicate great uh, and deep theology, and so that's the, the kind of one of the deposits of the rich theology of the church. Um, they're, they're cool to check out. So, Our Lady of Sorrows. I think sometimes with Our Lady of Sorrows, you know, we're Catholic, like we want to live the liturgical day, Our Lady of Sorrows, that means we have to be depressed all day long, right? It's kind of how you feel, or almost that you almost just feel constrained in the midst of this sorrow. But really, I think the appropriate response is almost to feel an even greater freedom today. You know, a lot of times in Catholic circles, there's this sense that like, no, 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 if you're really a Catholic, then you're just always happy. Or, well, if you're really holy, then you have just killed all of your emotions and you know, put them in the closet, close the door, slammed it, locked the key, and now you don't feel emotions anymore. And both of those have a little bit of truth in them, but also they've really missed the mark. So, um, first off, with the idea that um, if, you're, if you're really a real Christian, then you're always happy. No. God made all of the emotions. And so it's okay to feel all of the emotions. They happen. Let them happen. And yet, do not allow them to control you. Two issues that we fall into as human beings is that we either identify with our emotions that today was a good day because I am happy today. Today is a bad day because I am sad today. Look, today really isn't good or bad based on how you feel. And that day you not you you are not happy. And you are not sad. You feel happy and you feel sad. Right? There's a, a separation of this is my emotion that I am feeling and this is who I am. A day doesn't become more or less good or bad based on the way that we feel. And actually, whenever we separate ourselves from our emotions in that way, not that we, we don't feel them, but that we don't allow them to control us. Then, this fact of, well, Christians are always joyful, 
is actually able to be lived while still feeling every single emotion. And so, was Our Lady of Sorrows joyful? Yeah. Was Mary joyful as she stood by the cross and watched her son be crucified? Yeah. Because she did not allow the sorrow of watching her son suffer to dominate her entire interiority. She felt sorrow, but she was not sorrow. She could still have that deep fundamental joy knowing that God has entered into the world, he has paid, he is paying that the debt for our sins, and he will rise again. And so, first one, yes, Christians should always have a deep joy, but that does not mean that we cannot feel the full gamut of emotions. They were made by God, they're good. But we can't let them dominate our existence. The second misconception that we looked at was this idea that, you know, if you want to really be holy, you have to kill all of your emotions. And early on in the spiritual life, that's really what it kind of looks like. Because early on in the spiritual life, we're normally dominated by our emotions. That's the natural tendency that we all have. We get carried away by our emotions. They become more strong than us. And so, an essential part of the spiritual life early on is learning how to dominate the emotions. And sometimes that kind of means beating them down. Have you ever... Um, hope you haven't, but have you ever gotten into a kind of face-off with a punk teenager, usually punk teenage boys, right, where it's kind of, it's this moment of who's going to dominate, who's going to be the alpha right now, and with hopefully not physical means, Perhaps you needed some physical means. You just kind of have to put him in his place. You gotta prove I'm smarter than you, I'm more clever than you, I'm bigger than you, I'm stronger than you. And so you need to sit your tail back down and get yourself in line. At least you've seen that happen, hopefully. Right? Everybody was in eighth grade at one point. That's kind of what we have to do with our emotions early on. Because they're unruly teenage boys that just need to be put in their spot. And while that can seem like this great conflict, war, battle, they require pinning them against the wall and saying, quit it. That's what has to happen for our emotions to learn that they don't control us, that we have control over our interiority. And so, while very early on, well, not very early on, but fairly early on in the spiritual life, that is something that we have to do. We have to be very strong with our emotions to get them under control. If you've ever seen the image of someone breaking a horse, it's actually a very similar process with our own emotions. 
break a horse, and a horse is a great tool. And really, the horse doesn't fight back once it's been broken. It's very neat. It just kind of does what you need it to do. And so, after we move through that part in which we, have, in a sense, show our emotions that we're the ones in charge, then that's when we can begin to allow our emotions to be felt significantly more. And yeah, just like, you know, throughout our entire life, it doesn't matter how old the teenage boy becomes, every once in a while, you just have to flex on the teenage boy to remind him that you're more, you know, you're bigger than him. We have to do the same thing with our emotions. Sometimes they'll start kind of taking control of things. We just have to put them back in their spot, and everything continues on. Like a horse, every once in a while, it'll misbehave, and you just get it in the pen, and you run it until it can't run anymore, and then it knows, I need to behave. But the majority of our existence, after having gotten control of our emotions, should not be one of being dead to our emotions. And really, the Blessed Mother in Our Lady of Sorrows shows that to us perfectly. Mary felt sorrow, a lot of it, and she was perfect. There's never a moment in which she sinned, and yet she felt her emotions and allowed herself to even experience the negative emotions. And so, we as Catholics, striving for sainthood, are reminded today that really, we are free in regard to our emotions. We have been set free by Christ to live the fullness of the human life, to experience the greatest joys, to experience the greatest sorrows, to be angry, to be happy, to, to desire things, to even feel fear. Because God put those emotions in us, it fills humanity and the human experience with meaning, excitement, adventure, and 